0: Hi, and welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I had to um, think about some things that um, I had said. Well, I I often think about things that I say. But um, something that rang to me is, you know, in regards to how many more things have to happen or how many more sermons we have to hear. And... I believe that we have to hear as many as we have to hear until it rings a bell, until the light bulb goes off, until we get it, until our situation changes, until we um, are in a better place. And even once we get to that better place, remaining in that better place, you still have to have those encouraging words. So I think the conversation will forever be. I think that we will... Cons- consistently have to have these conversations, but again, wanting them to be purposeful, wanting them to matter, wanting them to um, bring about change and resolve in our lives and in the lives that are associated and affiliated with us. Um, so I say that to say that this is poem that um, came in my mind the other day. And it's entitled, The Pit. And it is as such. A man fell into a pit and could not get himself out. A subjective person came along and said, I feel for you down there in that pit. An objective person came along and said, it's logical that someone would have fallen down into that pit. A Christian scientist came along and said, You only think you're in the pit. A Pharisee said, Only bad people fall into the pit. A newspaper reporter wanted the exclusive story on the pit. A fundamentalist said, You deserve your pit. Confucius said, If you had listened to me, you would not be in that pit. Buddha said, The pit is only a state of mind. A realist said, that's a pit. A scientist calculated the pressure necessary to get him out of the pit. A geologist told him to appreciate the rock strata in the pit. A taxman asked him if he was paying taxes on the pit. An inspector asked him if he had a permit to dig the pit. An evasive person came along and avoided the subject of the pit altogether. A self-pitying person said, you haven't seen anything until you have seen my pit. A charismatic said, just confess that you are not in the pit. A optimist said, it would be worse. Oh, it could be worse. A pessimist said, things will get worse. Jesus walking along seeing a man in the pit simply kneeled down, extended his hand and pulled him out of the pit and it's an anonymous poem but what brought me to this poem and i read it years ago and you know sometimes it comes into my mind but what brought me to it is that we have all different kinds of people and their um thoughts about your situation and how do you get out of this situation? And how did you get in a situation? Why does situation exist? And my faith allows me to always go to Jesus, right? And always find my way in him. And still, you have to deal with people. And you have these different kind of thoughts within Christianity, within other religions, within, with, with, within faiths and without faith. And so when I think about the pit and, you know, how we get into it and how we get out of it and walking, you know, straight and avoiding the pits, falls, we realize that they exist and they exist for a reason. And again, different people will surmise as to why it exists. Um, in a particular situation, I would have to say that I have personally asked a lot of people or shared with a lot of people about the situation. And it's intriguing just as the poem is how i get these different um responses and irrespective you know because again you you tell people because you hoping that somebody can give you an answer somebody can help for the most part you know it's not just woe is me kind of thing i don't think that the person wanted to be in a pit they happen to fall into a pit right and so I find it intriguing how, again, we respond to people when they are in situations and given our, again, our occupation or our background or our experience, that's technically the only way we can respond. We can't respond any other way than that. And so what hopefully I have receive from this experience is taking it with a grain of salt right or allowing the um, water if you will to roll off my back or not to take it personal in regards to people's response and then it's my fault because again i personally have shared with individuals um, thinking there was a level of confidentiality or thinking that they were able to help me, um, and so I take onus on that. It's not a bad thing. It is what it is. But again, learning and growing from your experiences, and it's sad that you know you don't know who you can trust in situations. And my hope for us is that when we we get our team together if you will, or people decide to be on your team or say that they're on your team, that when you do sit and you do talk, that it is purposeful and whatever it is that they can do to help you out the situation that they will. Ultimately, you know, the poem um, ends with Jesus, you know, just coming along and just pulling them out, kneel down and just pull them out, pull pull them out the pit, period. Like, this is an easy fix. And again, hallelujah, it's just some things that only God can do. And the dichotomy of people when, and God is, is hard oftentimes. I know for me, because again, we're talking about a God that's sitting up in heaven and that, you know, jesus that walked the earth and rose and again this is my faith this is my belief um and then talking about the comforter and the holy spirit that comes and leads us to all truth and then you have man who has to walk this out and how do you do that how do you do it gracefully how do you do it um knowledgeably how do you do it spiritually how do you do it lovingly how do you do it purposefully? You know, and I think that's the aim for a lot of people. I, again, can't ever say that I have all the answers or I've gotten it all together. And that's where I believe and hope that grace comes in that, you know. But that's the grace from God because, again, man is not willing to extend that for the most part. Oftentimes, you know, it's unfortunate that people look for you to falter and people look for you to fail you know and then those who may be straddling the fence won't help you to succeed or won't help you to be better and they just on the sidelines looking and watching your life play out and i find that also intriguing and so um another thing that i thought about is this book it's a psychology book and even yesterday like and i'm not recanting anything But when you think about all of the sciences and all of the stuff that's going on, like some of these things we have to take into account, we do have to take into account of the mind and how it functions and how it works, right? And then we do have to take in the spirituality components of it because some things are mental, but some things are more spiritual. You have demonic forces that people seldom want to acknowledge or even deal with or entertain. And from a faith-based, um, from a faith-based knowledge, you know you can't discount those things. And so as I'm, I'm going through this process of speaking publicly, if you will, um, I, I have to be mindful of some things that are gonna um, be modified or. Um, Ratified, if you will, in order to come to a real conclusion because I'm thinking out loud, if you will. Um, and I believe that's okay. And I and I asked for the wiggle room to do that. And um, just a sidebar, I did create an um, email account and it is ACWKIM, A-C-W-K-I-M at outlook.com. And if you want to share ideas, if you have comments, feedback, or whatever, I I do welcome it. Again, it's A C W K I M at Outlook.com. And so I I think about this as I'm thinking out loud and you know exercising my thoughts and really trying to figure out the dynamics of humanity and how we work with each other to advance each other there has been a lot of um conversation going along going around you know in the country and the cities and you know just in the states about where we are as a society and it's unfortunately sometimes that you're so caught up in your own survival that you can't really or you don't feel that you're making a contribution to the whole because you're trying to survive in your own little sphere in your own little space kind of thing and you realize that you know the dynamics of it is bigger and maybe we do have to continue or not maybe but of course we do have to continue to have conversations that will help us to get a better understanding and how do we impact what's around us that may impact further on in our lives is about leaving a legacy and you know having an impact and not in a oh I gotta be popular kind of way but in a way where I've made a difference with what was given to me what was um what I was blessed with what I was entrusted with what I was given and I think that's what it's all about and whether it is people whether it's a person whether it's um situation you know those things that are put before us you know how are we dealing with it for again from a face based from a face-based um acknowledgement you know i'm called if i can't do anything tangible i'm called to pray i'm called to lift it up to god i'm called to um to comfort i'm called to have a listening ear i'm called to be available you know and again i find that we aren't often are not there and maybe i'm speaking from my own personal experience and that may not be the case for most people or some people i don't know um but again i, I felt the need to share that and so again as this grows and as it becomes what it's supposed to be i do feel the need to share my faith and in a more direct way in a more um concrete way to say that this is what i rely on and the fact of the matter is it goes sometimes you know i've realized that everybody can't walk with you everybody shouldn't walk with you everybody um is not supposed to walk with you and then you have people Who walk with you and you know they're there for their own personal reasons and you know that's okay and you know my biggest saying time always tells but I realize like it's just something so much bigger than what it appears and that again I find it strange that we can have you know national moments of prayer but again who we praying to if on a day to day we don't really believe that God is ever present or God is Faithful, or God will show up on time, or God has a plan, or you know, it all is all in His hands. I think the biggest thing that we we really wrestle with and deal with that we seldom don't want to talk about is the demise of people. You know, the passing away of people, the the leaving the body. You know, and when you've experienced it. On a a personal level, you know, it's like it brings this, it's like this light that comes up because you realize that there's something greater. And then we talk about this eternity and then we talk about this hell. And again, it's not popular. It's not okay. And you have people who we don't live as if, you know, there is an eternity. We don't live as if there is a hell. We just don't you know and again i get it you know like for me like i want to enjoy life now (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i know you know we we're taught to be absent here you know to be absent here is to be present with the lord and at the end of the day it's like you know you feel like you got so much more to give and so much more to contribute and so much more traveling to do and so much more loving to do and you know um and we take it for granted that that is the process of this life and so for believers in faith it's always about getting people saved it's you know have you given your life to jesus christ you know for your soul for salvation um and then you know people we don't want to talk about it to that degree it's not that it's not that major because again people are trying to live life here but then half-heartedly living it and so for me i'm trying to still figure out what the dynamics is in all of this and how does it actually play out at the end and, you know, what's really important and, you know, how how you balance it all and still say that you had a good life and that it mattered to somebody that you existed and it mattered to somebody that... um you you were successful and it matters to somebody that you made the best out of situations and it matters to somebody that you did not quit and that you did not give up you know I I think about that I do those are the thoughts that I have today and maybe because you know this is the um a big worship day and so it's more geared towards um focusing on the Lord and you know having went to a church service and stuff like that and again this is uh, this is called to be our daily walk as faith believers but irrespective of whether or not you um ascribe to a particular faith or anything like that um again the moral aspect of it right the the how do we do today you know what i'm saying was it a bad day or a bad moment you know was it just a a breezy day a cool day you know how did we get through it and how did we help somebody else get through because again i i sit here throughout my days and i look at stuff and i have to realize you know one is not that bad thank god but two there's somebody else that and many other people that is going through situations similar to mines or um worse than mines and And again, it's not a competition by no means. But when I think about that, I I ask myself, you know, how can I I not focus on my stuff and start helping focus on other people's stuff to help them? And I think in helping them, that will help me, right? When I don't sit here and I don't um, beat up on myself or be mad at myself or be frightened or be scared and... You know, realize that there's something bigger, there's something greater, that this too shall pass, that, you know, the storm is just for a moment and that cleanup, you know, may be tedious, but it has to happen. Um, and being hopeful for days ahead and that one day, you know, we will be able to really have the conversation that will not be comfortable, but yet and still be beneficial because a lot of this stuff is not comfortable it's not comfortable with talking about some things but yet and still they need to be discussed and talked about it's like this big elephant in the room and i've mentioned that before or you know sweeping it under the rug or you know Truth is so much stranger than fiction, and I and I get how people are looking at me like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, like that doesn't make sense. And then you you personally sitting there like, "Am I thinking correctly? Am I okay? Am I alright?" And you know, you are. You're fine. You're fine. You know, it's just strange. It's just strange happenings, and that's what is a, is life, right? It's a part of life. But for me, my faith pushes me and helps me to believe that although strange and it says find it not strange (laughs) right and the the craziest thing for me or the most ironic thing about it is that I when I'm talking to people that ascribe to the faith they are the most cynical or the most in non-belief or the most in um disbelief rather in regards to situations and circumstances that are occurring and i'm like how you not see that you know one is biblical based two you know you do not see it's the proof is in the pudding like it just doesn't make sense so in regards to what has happened not what i have said and so um i think about that so yeah, so then it leads me to this. And this is the first time that I'm actually having it in front of me where I can be exact and precise. And this is Psalms 1. And I'm reading from the King James Version because I like the King James Version. I grew up on the King James Version. I did not know how to read the King James Version. And I literally prayed, like, Lord, help me to learn this and he blessed me with this knowledge and information um and being able to articulate it and so um and understand it and then i pray in the holy spirit and they say anytime that you pray when you read in the bible that you ought to pray because again churches people discussions have actually fallen apart or divided or walked away because of interpretation And so I'm not here to interpret it, but I am going to read it. And I think it basically, it speaks for itself. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his Lord doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The only thing that, the thing that made me read this, uh, and I thought about it, and again, I'm not interpreting anything, um, but counsel. Counsel. That is the one word that was in my head today and that brought this scripture to my mind counsel. And what counsel means to me is. The gathering, the assurance, and it could be one person. It doesn't have to be five and ten people. Um, And even for me, like my circle, I thought about circles today. And um, round and round we go. (laughs) Will we stop? Nobody knows. Um, I thought about circles today. Um, And we say that, you know, you want to have a tight circle You wanna have people who you can go to and share and be vulnerable and accountable to. And that will be honest with you and tell you the truth and um, know you well enough to be able to assess and say what it is. And for me, what I gathered right now in this season in my life and this level in my life that one thank you God that I have to chip away at my circle you know um and a lot of it I mean I don't even need no help because most of it has already been done but it's important to me who my counsel is and who I'm a counsel to and it should be important to you because again we don't want to continue to make decisions or do stuff that is not edifying or beneficial to want our livelihood to our um, our relationships our business our, our future like we just don't and, I, and I've and i seen people with poor counsel and I've realized that I had had poor counsel. And it's okay, it is what it is. But now that you realize that, now making the adjustments, right? And it's hard because you have relationships with people and you like them, you know, you okay, like we good. <laughs> But, again, when you talk about growth and productivity and purposefulness, you know, it's just like getting a mentor. You know, having somebody that's able to speak in your life and to help you. We talked about that the other day, like speaking into somebody's life. How are we speaking into people's lives? How are we helping them? And, again, we put these titles upon people. And we, we say we have this going on and it's not happening. You know, it's not even a niche or anything like that. And God is not being glorified through it. Um, and you're not even becoming a better person for it. And actually, some of it is making you kind of like a worse person. Because, again, if you, excuse me, decide that, you know, you... Start devaluing people based on your counsel, I don't think that's good. When you start being efficient and you're not being at your best, then I don't think that's good. And I feel like you know, some people have compromised, and I know it's not, you know, it's like who are you, or I don't want to hear it, or You know, if the shoe fit, you wear it. If it don't fit, then it ain't for you. You understand what I'm saying? And it's just like when I think about Nathan and David. Like, Nathan goes to David after, you know, he gets this epiphany or this thought or whatever he gets. And he goes to David and he's like, you know, giving him this story about this man who did this or whatever. And then David becomes all indignant on some, oh, this man got to go. You know, and then Nathan is like, "Dude, it's you." And immediately at that moment, David finds himself in a repentive place because he hadn't seen that he was this person, or he had did such a grievous thing towards God. And um, when we think about stuff like that, like that was good counsel. Right. Because had he not told him and had he, you know, not said anything, then King David and pardon me, King David would have not because he was kind of far gone at that moment. Right. Because he's trying to cover up everything. And when you're trying to cover up and you 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 can't really see clearly because you in reactive mode or is it reactive? Yeah, Is you in reactive mode kind of thing? And so that was good counsel. But then being that he was the king, he could have easily been like, you know, off with your head. Get out of here. Who are you talking to? I'm the king. I can do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have easily been like that. And he would have been in right as the king to do that. But as the child of God and as a person attributing to a holy God, no, he wouldn't have been right in that. And so being able to have counsel and good counsel and people that's going to pull your coattail privately so publicly, it's not a catastrophe. You know, publicly, you're not trying to clean up and save face. We see that right now. You know, we're publicly, there's these things that's happening and now you got to do so much more Um, damage control if instead if one we would have listened to our counsel if we would have had good counsel and listen to counsel as opposed to you just having people that's around to say they're around and then you're not listening to them because you don't respect them you know um because apparently there has to be a level of respect in your counsel where as somebody says something and it makes sense and it matters and you're just going Try that, and then I know I've been guilty. Where you know people have said something, but only because in my mind it didn't compute or the fact that I just was gonna do what I wanted to do, and then now here we are, and it's like wow, you understand what I'm saying? But then still, because the person's like they know you, they know you're gonna do what they you want to do, but what you're not gonna do is say that ain't nobody tell you that that's not good and you shouldn't be doing that, and. Don't do that and try it this way and not try it that way, right? And so irrespective, even though we feel like people want to do what they want to do, it brings me to my, to something like I asked my mom, like, please, 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 you know, help this person, whatever. And it was like, no, I'm not going to help them. And I'm not going to say anything. And I'm like, well, if you don't say anything, you're guilty and you're equally as guilty because you know, and then you're not going to say anything. And... You know, I kind of lost respect for the person and forgive me, God, but I did. I I lost respect for them. And then, you know, a year or two later, it's this big old blow up when I feel like this person could have very well had some influence, but apparently they didn't think that they had influence in this individual's life. And apparently they don't have influence in this individual's lives because in this individual's life. Because if they did, then the person would probably have changed. But again, we have people that's rogue, right? We have people that's seared. Um you have people that, you know, just gonna do what they wanna do anyway. And I hope that I'm not that person or that kind of person. I hope we're not that kind of person. I hope that we have good counsel and if we don't have good counsel we a good get good counsel. I hope that you know your circle is tight and that you have people in your circle that you can trust and that you know ride or die you know what I'm saying like and that's it it's, it's it's weird because nowadays and I get it because you have people that you know you don't want to co-sign for and you don't want to um, sign your name on it you not recommending them or whatever. For whatever reason and again people who even you do do stuff like that for that you, ain't no telling you know how they're gonna turn out or what they're gonna do but again I've realized that individually respective of whether or not we um recommend somebody whatever they still have their own merit right and they still have to and I spoke about this at some point before but they still gonna have to stand on their own to feed right the whole point is you undergirding them and you supporting them and you helping them to get to where they need to be but ultimately they're going to be standing there on their own wherever they are doing whatever they doing and ultimately we're going to stand before a holy god it's just like when I talked about like when we had these, the sermons and the preachers and the, and the podcast and the motivational speakers. And we have all these people talking to us, talking to us, talking to us, talking to us. Ultimately, we take that information and we do what we feel is best based on the information that we receive, right? But it's still their due diligence and their job or something that they ascribe to do in order to help make your life better or to help plant seed and to help water and then the bible says god is the one that gives the increase and so those are my thoughts for tonight i didn't um know that i would be um doing it so soon like talking so soon but we here and um have a great week right a productive week a blessed week a favorable week um, I do feel the need to talk more about my faith and to focus more on my faith. Um again, I created an email address if anybody wants to get in touch with me via email until I get another um meet, a medium to um speak and that is A C W K I M at outlook.com. Again, it's A-C-W-K-I-M at Outlook.com. And I'm going to sign off with Imagine My Face. Have a good evening and a great week.